Greetings. You are now in tune with the Talk It Reggae podcast. As always, I am Jay of Street Level Uprising. I'm interrupting my own start to season five of, of interviews. We've done a couple already. Sometimes there's just some stuff I got to talk about that don't involve interviewing someone else. So taking just a few minutes here to talk about a few things. First, I want to talk about a couple weeks ago, we lost Tyrone Downey probably best known as Bob Marley's keyboard player from the Rastaman Vibration album, On. Depending on who you ask, Tyrone was either 18, 19 years old when he joined Bob's band. The, the story I heard was that Bob saw him play in a Kingston club playing, I, I think in a cover band or something, and saw him playing, went right up to him after the show and offered him the gig. You're that good at that age, that's, that's a prodigy right there. And he was a schooled musician, like I said, started on the Rasaman Vibration album and throughout the rest of Bob's career. When you hear the keys on almost all the tracks that followed, you're hearing Tyrone. When you hear uh, the tune Rasaman Vibration, he and Bob kind of created that together. When you hear the keys on Three Little Birds, that's Tyrone. He was also lending his voice and occasionally his harmonica skills throughout his career to different artists. Because after Bob, man, he played with, I mean, Steel Pulse, Peter Tosh, Burning Spear, uh, Buju Banton, Beanie Man, Sly and Robbie. He also produced tracks and albums for a bunch of different people, including Buju Banton. In the 90s, he moved to France, started a family, and began working with Yusu Endor, including producing an album joining his touring band, and recently had been playing with a French reggae band called Jazz, and uh, it's J-A-H-Z-Z, and although he had stopped touring more recently, he was still occasionally playing shows with them. Tyrone also released a solo album in 2001 called Organ D, which was his nickname. Tyrone Downey was a composer, a keyboard player, a producer, a singer, a harmonica player. He did, he did it all. So rest in peace, Tyrone Downey. Rest in power, Tyrone Downey. And I give thanks for all of the music you left for us that we'll be able to hear for thousands of years into the future. The next thing I want to talk about is this Kanye West mess. Most of the talking I do personally is in my lyrics. You listen to a Street Level Uprising song, or even better, dig into our whole catalog, and you'll know what this band is about, you know what we stand for. Some people call us a political band, but politics is something different to me. And I know, like the great Tom Morello would say, every song is political. No matter what you're saying, it's political. And he can use that word, that's fine. Personally, I prefer to use conscious. I say we're a conscious band. And what matters to me is that we always stand for what we stand for. And to us, a band that puts, we're active. We're active in the community. We're active in consciousness. And being active, or people say activism, whatever they want to call it, it's got to be intersectional. What I'm saying is you can't support the liberation, the equality of one group of people while stepping on the necks of another. We're all in this together. And social equality is something this band is always striving for and something a lot of people on this planet are striving for. And with stuff like Kanye saying and then uh, Kyrie Irving and all that, it's a mess. And to make it clear, this band 
of course, stands with our Jewish brothers and sisters the same way we stand with our brothers and sisters who are people of color, who are in the LGBTQ community. We're all out here for the same goal. Love, respect, peace, overstanding. And these things can't be tolerated. Anti-Semitism can't be tolerated in any form. And it's ridiculous. And a lot of it is spawned from these stupid conspiracy theories that just don't make any sense. Like, sometimes just think about it, right? Just think for a second. Like, you really think... I feel like there's, I think there's only like 8 million Jews in the U.S. So you hear stuff like they're controlling the banking industry. They control Hollywood. Well, if Jews are pulling all the strings in Hollywood, why do we keep seeing non-Jewish actors playing Jewish roles? They control... The, the weather. The, the weather's the, the one that's, I mean, that's just like, man, if you believe that, I really don't even know what to tell you if you think that anyone can control the weather. That's just, I mean, you know, there's a lot of Jewish folks in Florida. If, uh, if Jews controlled the weather, we probably wouldn't be getting hit by these hurricanes that we're getting hit by, right? It's the, those hurricanes would go somewhere there's no Jewish folks, right? Like, it's just, it's like, I shouldn't even have to try to say something like that to make people oversand just how stupid it is to say something like that. Jewish people aren't holding anybody back. To, 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 to blame any group of people. Can we t- in, th- in this day and age, we're taking a, a one group of people and generalizing and saying that they're genetically, what? That they are, they're genetically predisposed to screwing other people over? That any group of people is genetically predisposed to doing something? This whole group is bad people? Are you serious? What year is this? I don't really know what else to say about it. And I don't know that censorship, a lot of people cancel culture, right? Oh, you know, Kanye should be canceled. We're canceling Kanye. There is no such thing as cancel culture. The bounce, the radio station down here, the throwback hip hop and R&B station I listen to, they're still playing Kanye. Ain't no cancel culture. I don't know that there should be. I don't know that censorship is the way to do anything. When we censor stuff, it just goes underground. It doesn't destroy anything. It doesn't break anything. Conversation, talking stuff out, trying to get people to, to understand that, that this, this is not a thing. The, the thing that you believe in is not true. It's not accurate. It does not exist. That's the way to do it. So I don't know. I've never seen cancel culture change anything anyway. And I understand some people come to Kanye's defense and say, well, you know, he's, mentally he's not well. And that may be. But if he does have mental issues, I do hope he gets the help he needs. There's still no excuse. There's still no excuse for things like racism, anti-Semitism, sexism, homophobia. There's, there's no, there, no, sorry. There's no excuse. No one gets a pass. I, no one gets a pass. If you're a comedian telling jokes, you could tell the wrong joke, you don't get a pass. As an artist, if I say the wrong thing, I don't get a pass. No one gets a pass. You don't get a pass for any issue. So I'm going to bring this back around again. I don't know what the answer is to end anti-Semitism, racism, sexism, homophobia. If I had that kind of answer, right, I'd, if I could snap my fingers, make all that stuff go away, I would. And again, I don't think censorship is the answer because then it just goes underground. To, to the folks who thought the United States was in, a, was in a, a, a post-racial society until it came out several years back, until, until stuff blew up again. And a lot of people had to learn the hard way. Now that stuff was still festering. That stuff's still underground. Anti-Semitism's out. It's always been out. It's, it's always been out there. You're talking about a very small minority group on this planet. 
that already had their ranks dang near destroyed in Europe 80 years ago, right? Anti-Semitism is alive and well, just like racism, just like homophobia. And yeah, these things need to be stamped out, but, but how, right? Can't censor people because it's not going to change the way they think. Can't just go around killing people. That, that's not right. It's conversation. It's more and more people talking out. That's how we stomp this out. By those of us who don't subscribe to those viewpoints, talking with our friends and neighbors who might. You know, if we hear someone say something ignorant, ridiculous, we got to talk about it. Not try to cancel Kanye and Dave Chappelle and all this stuff. Talk about it. And not let stuff slide either just because some dude wrote, you know, Kanye wrote some bangers back 15 years ago that don't let him off the hook for some nastiness. Now, I've said all I need to say about that. So I'm just going to move on and end in a more positive note here. So. The nominees for Best Reggae Album 2022 just came out, so I wanted to talk about that. I always love talking about the nominees, and then after the award's given out, talk about that. And, well, the Academy has certainly, they're going to avoid last year's controversy when Soja won, when a lot of people came out and said uh, they're a non-Jamaican band, they, they shouldn't have been nominated, they shouldn't have won. Well, that'll be avoided this year for sure, because we have five Jamaican artists. That are the five nominees. I'm going to run down them real quick. Number one, Coffee. Coffee comes out with her first full-length album, Gifted. And, you know, I'm not a gambling man. I don't gamble uh, because a fool and his money are soon parted. However, if I was a gambling man, man, I would have put money on the fact that Coffee's album, Gifted, would be nominated. Ever since she came out with her EP a few years ago, people have been going crazy for Coffee, and rightfully so. And this album, Gifted, is the jam. So I knew that would be on there. Another nominee, Sean Paul, in classic Sean Paul form on the album Scorcha. That's one of the nominees. We know Sean Paul. I mean, we've been listening to him for decades now. You know what he does. He's great. He's amazing. And he's got another, another great album that's been nominated for Reggae Album of the Year. Another nominee, Kabaka Pyramid. This album, The Calling. Roots reggae artist Kabaka Pyramid, The Calling, is, it's really a great album, and it's just, it's just full of collaborations with, with artists such as Damian Marley, uh, Protégé, Stephen Marley, Buju Banton. There's even one on there with Peter Tosh. I'm going to let you hear the album, hear the tune Mystic Man to figure out how that happened. I'm not going to give any of that away. Go check out Mystic Man if you haven't already off of the album The Calling by Kabaka Pyramid. Next is Protégé, this album, Third Time's a Charm, another great Roots album. Protégé, you've heard me talk about Protégé on the podcast before, one of my favorite modern artists. Check that album out. And then the fifth nominee, now this one's fun and interesting. Shaggy's got an album out. You may recall a few years ago, Shaggy won the Grammy on an album that he did with Sting. Well, Sting now produced this album for Shaggy. And what makes it fun and interesting it's an album that's reggae versions of Frank Sinatra tunes. I, I, I found this very, when I first heard about it, I was like, ooh, I'm intrigued because I like things that are outside the norm. And it's, it's, I mean, it's exactly, you could probably imagine what it sounds like. It is Shaggy singing Frank Sinatra tunes in reggae versions. Fascinating album. All five of these, as always, great. I, I've never, I've never, 
I've never thought any reggae nominees were unworthy. And, and I'm not a, much of a judgmental person like that, so I probably would never feel like that anyway. But once again, yeah, these are all great albums. Uh, I, I don't like to, you know, try to guess who's going to win because uh, I only have a one in five chance and I'm not in the prognostication business. I'm not a, uh, a sports talking head. I'm not someone who's trying to predict an election or anything like that. So I don't have to guess who's going to win. I just know that whoever wins, they're going to deserve it. And the other four would have deserved it too. So again, Coffee with Gifted, Sean Paul with Scorcha, Kabaka Pyramid, The Calling, Protege, Third Time's the Charm, and Shaggy, actually, I don't even think I mentioned the name of the album, it's called Come Fly With Me, which one of Frank Sinatra's most famous tunes, so Come Fly With Me by Shaggy. So if you haven't checked it, any or all of these out, check them out. These are the top five albums, uh, according to the, uh, the, the, the folks who select the Grammys, these are the top five reggae albums of the year. These are the nominees for Best Reggae Album. So that's all I wanted to talk about today. I'll be back next week with another guest on the Talking Reggae podcast. Thank you for tuning in and joining me. Always a pleasure and an honor for me to be able to do this and to have you listen. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Be well. Take care of yourself. Let's take care of each other. One love.